0: If you can't even imagine what it would be like, then I feel like you're a liar. Yeah.
1: Because everyone
0: has imagination.
1: Yes. Don't tell me you haven't thought about it. <laughs> hey, Dustin.
0: Hey, Crystal. Hey, Me Searchers. You're listening to the Me Search podcast, and we're your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I am on this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community.
1: And together, we'll unpack, we'll unpack important issues, <laughs> learn, and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino.
0: And you know what means what it means to be Filipino for me?
1: What? Tell me.
0: Being gay. Yeah. <laughs> Pride, happy pride. Pride 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 pride, pride! pride, 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 pride,
1: happy Pride! Pride, all the pride, all the pride in the world, all, all the, pride the pride in the world. In the world.
0: <laughs> so it's just me and Crystal on today's episode of Me Search, and today we're talking about Pride and LGBTQIA plus all of the things. So in the month of June, 2023, mm-hmm. we are acknowledging and celebrating pride in the US and actually all across the world. Let me pull up some notes here. LGBTQ Pride Month is a month, typically June, dedicated to the celebration and commemoration of lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender pride, plus all of the others, you know what I'm saying? Um and according to the Wikipedia, Pride Month began after the Stonewall Riots, a series of gay liberation protests in 1969. And has since spread outside the United States. Modern-day Pride Month both honors the movement of LGBTQ rights and celebrates LGBTQ culture. It's odd that, like, I'm looking at this acronym now. I'm seeing LGBT, LGBT, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of folks will recognize that. But these days, it's like LGBTQIA2S plus. Plus, um, there's like so many other identities. I think that's just a signal, a reminder that people evolve, society evolves, Um, and it's cool that we have a month to acknowledge just like non-heteronormative things because
1: Mm -hmm.
0: the rest of the year is just very much like, straight, (laughs) (laughs) sis, sis me, you know what I'm saying? The binary
1: is the only way. The binary
0: is the, binary. the only way.
1: I'm a man's man. I'm
0: a man's man. <laughs> um, and I must, I, I must admit though, like I have learned so many new things just recently about like non-heteronormative stuff. Like I'm definitely not an expert. Even though I'm like part of the community, I feel like I'm still learning so many new things about people who are just like not myself. And I think that's really special because freaking I think in like high school or like when we were younger, like this was very taboo in some ways across the world. It is very like taboo, but I'm just down for society and it being like one to celebrate these things. There're definitely yeah. still people out there that are like, "Hey, we're not about it." But
1: 100%, I know people like that and I'm just like, "Get away from me."
0: Get away from me. <laughs>
1: Get away from me. I'm going to I'm going to be excited about all the people in the world, but if you're not I don't wanna be around you. <laughs> I don't want to be around you.
0: I don't. This is a boundary. This is a boundary. You better stay six feet away. Cause this is a boundary. <laughs> <laughs> this is a boundary. This is a
1: boundary.
0: Anywho, what are your reactions to it being Pride Month? I love it. Like, what are the feelings that you have right now?
1: Um, I love that. It's Pride Month. I love Pride Month. I love. Uh, I haven't been to a parade in a minute, but I love the parades. I love being in uh, being in community with everybody. I think that again, like with all of the months that we celebrate, um, it shouldn't you know? There's a reason why we have to still choose a month to pull focus to certain groups. Mm-hmm. And, um which is great. And, you know, it's, it's what's needed in our present landscape. But, you know, we hope for, I hope for a time where we're just celebrating everyone all the time and not, you know, not living in a society where we have to do such a thing, you know? Yeah. Like, where folks feel marginalized and... Outcasted for stupid shit, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, um, but in the present, I love, I love this month. I am always trying to learn more about the community. I have family, I have friends who are part of the community, and um yeah, I'm just I'm here to to celebrate and love and love and love and love and love and love and love, and love some more.
0: Ally. <laughs> what? I said ally. 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 Ally.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, it just um Yeah, going back to like what our education was and like what it was like when we were younger, it's <sighs> there hasn't been Any real education or or as accessible means to know and recognize the LGBTQI community for who they are and um, how to honor them. And I'm glad that I continue to learn. And if there's anyone out there who wants to, you know, tell me something new, Mm -hmm. give it to me. I want it
0: and i think what comes to mind as you're you're talking about like the education system uh, there's a conversation that's happening right now about like banning books pertaining to um lgbtqia themes and whatnot oh my or God. like gay characters or whatever the case is like anything non-heteronormative any representation of a queer character or non-heteronormative character in a book, there are folks who who feel threatened by that somehow. Uh, I think the the argument against keeping those sorts of books in libraries is that it's a way of indoctrinating children into a lifestyle or like sex or <laughs> things that are inappropriate. <laughs> but honestly, like some of the. Some of the teen, like the adult, young adult novels, I'll say, with, like, heterosexual characters or, like, heterosexual presenting characters are pretty spicy, like, by themselves. So, like, what makes them different from, like, another book with queer characters?
1: Right. And if we're talking about indoctrination and Mm -hmm. having books that are indoctrinating... Can you please tell me what the Bible is? (laughs) I'm just curious. And, you know, I know that not all, you know, people from specific walks of life and specific faith practices are this way. You know, there's a lot of people in... Mm -hmm. Who are still like, you know, practicing Christians or whatever religion who are advocates for the LGBTQI plus community and are trying to speak out within their organizations to um, wise up a bit and actually practice love because isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's like, if you're going to use that argument, then let's talk about what's in the Bible, then there's Mm -hmm. a lot of very graphic stories and violent stories but you know we're not telling anyone to like not have the bible around mm-hmm. it's like if that's what you want to read that's what that's what you want to read so let us read the things that we want
0: to read right and I, I, I saw an article online and I'm lying because it was actually a TikTok video. But there was a TikTok video that I saw of a librarian and a community member having a conversation about the existence of like LGBTQIA plus themed books in the in the library. And the yeah. the man was the, the community member it was a man, mm-hmm. straight white man. Um older gentleman he was saying something to the effect of these like I don't feel comfortable with my children around this sort of content sort of thing mm-hmm. um, so that's why it doesn't belong in the library mm-hmm. and then the librarian said something very eloquent and it was something to the effect of there are a lot of things in the in the library that I myself wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole but there should be books in the library. At least 20% of the books should be things that you wouldn't feel comfortable reading.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. And
0: if you don't feel comfortable reading it, then don't check it out. Let other people check out what they want to check out, and you can check out what you want to check out. It's fine.
1: It's fucking fine. Like, what is the dealio? (laughs) What is truly the dealio? I am just... I do not see any reason why homophobia is a thing. (laughs) Like, I just... Yeah. I I can't. I just... I I see no reason for it. It is just so fucking bizarre to me that people have that much fear and hate in their heart Mm -hmm. to... Be so anti and so uh, let's eradicate this from the world.
0: That part, that is weird to me. Well, you know, I'm not surprised because it's like these are conversations that have been happening for a very long time of like, how do we get rid of gay people? How do we get rid of like homosexuality or whatever? Yeah. Um, And like... It Those conversations have been violent for many years. Yeah., um, and the suggestions of how to do that have been violent for mm. many years. So I'm not surprised that that conversation is still happening to this day. Yeah, um, but it is still weird because it's like in a, in a way, society has progressed where we do have many positive representations of like non-heteronormative people, ways of being, um stories but still it's like there is a section of planet earth that are stuck in the old way and they're really not they're not moving forward and i'm sure it's like a cultural thing um, and perhaps somebody else can speak more clearly on that issue of like why it is that particular group of people are not moving forward but it is weird to me knowing that There are aspects of society that are very, like, friendly or, like, celebrate pride. But, like, there's just such a deep contrast at this point in our lives.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I have a question for you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um... Do you think that everyone is at least a little bit gay? You know,
0: um, yes. Yeah, I think so too. Just a little bit. I I say that only because I feel in my experience and interactions with folks that, like, sexuality is like something to be explored and considered and when you explore and when you consider then it makes it a very gray space Mm -hmm. like even when you think about scenarios and you consider like oh what could life be like i mean that's a little bit gay a little bit for a straight person quote unquote um to like imagine what it could be like like if you if you can't even imagine what it would be like, then I feel like you're a liar.
1: Yes! Because everyone
0: has imagination.
1: Yes! Um, Don't tell me you haven't thought about it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> with it being a very gray space, then I think what that means is sexuality is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And even with myself, my experiences have caused me to grow and expand what my own sexuality is like i feel far more open to different things these days than perhaps i was in the past and i think it's because i've allowed myself to uh to imagine what other ways of of, of living life are like mm-hmm. and i think if everybody had the opportunity to think about other ways of living and other ways of being and imagining different scenarios of, like, who you could be involved with romantically or not romantically, just, like, sexually, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like the more you consider things, like, the more your mind open up to, like, there is not just one way of being. And that Absolutely. one way is not just heterosexuality.
1: Yes. I'm just really so puzzled why why people think that there is only one way and that is heterosexuality. That just like it really like boggles my mind how that is a thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's it's troubling and leads to dangerous outcomes when people don't allow themselves to explore outside of the box they've been told exists. Yeah. Because that's when you get really angry, because this cognitive dissonance happens of like, hey, I was told to believe, or I initially believed, that there was one way of being, and now I'm confronted with folks who are thriving, living life, and existing, simply existing, in a way that I thought was not possible or not allowed. Mm-hmm. This conflicts with my brain waves. Mm -hmm. And now I'm angry about it and can't cope. Like, that's where I feel like people get really angry and violent. Yeah. Because now they're, like, left to cope with, like, this conflicting idea of, hey, what I knew to be true, what I believed to be true is actually not the case. So your reality is just broken and you have to rebuild from that. I think though, when you allow your reality to break and rebuild like that can lead to really beautiful things too I think it's dangerous yes. when you keep when you're faced with like conflicting ideologies and not allowing yourself to consider other opportunities and you're so close minded I think that's when you see like the dangerous behaviors come from that
1: right and I think I think that is that is such a important point that it is dangerous. I feel like people don't take it as seriously. Like it's like, oh, whatever, but it's it is in fact dangerous to have such a mindset because it just perpetuates this kind of um thinking which can lead to violence which can lead to where we are today.
0: It's <laughs> s- like self-hatred. I think I and feel like that's one of the things yes. that like, people may or may not consider, but I Have experienced myself, but like this internalized homophobia Mm. um, due to society saying, hey, being gay is not appropriate, not the way to go for folks who perhaps do feel those feelings about a person of the same gender or sex. Someone who is perhaps on the fence about their own sexuality, but being told that that identity is wrong that is so i feel so bad for those people in particular because they might never get to self actualize they're they're never yes. going to be able to like thrive by being fully themselves like yes. authenticity is such a uh, an important aspect about living in the human experience and if you get to the point of, like, getting to your deathbed and you haven't been afforded an opportunity to feel comfortable in your own skin. That is so sad. And you've probably lived a dangerous life. You've probably upset some people, including yourself. You're going to live with so much regret. And you've probably damaged other people. Like, that that's a trauma you've probably passed down to someone else. It's really unfortunate.
1: That is, um, that is such a... Uh, Huge point, a profound point. I think about um, some older people that I know that are gay mm-hmm. and like elders mm-hmm. and, you know, them telling me like, oh, well, I'm gay, but, you know, I don't, I, I'm not practicing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh,
0: Good for you. Like, what are you? How do you, how do you respond to that? What do you, what's the context behind that conversation?
1: Uh, it was a, it was um. It was a loved one, and we were talking about what it means to be gay in uh, the world. I was going to say a specific country, but really it's the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And this person was like, um, you know, this is my life as a gay person, and this and this and this and this, and this person is still, you know um practicing their their faith their catholicism mm. and i think because of that pressure at one point they had to be like oh i don't have a partner when they did
0: mm. and mm. they're
1: just my friend
0: oh been there yikes
1: Do you mind sharing like um, like your experience um, of like like how it was growing up and if you feel comfortable sharing like what your coming out story was like?
0: Oh, um, yeah, sure. So growing up, I had a lot of like conservative folks around me and I don't mm-hmm. know if that was like a religious thing or if it was just like, that's how the neighborhood was, but it felt very negative to be associated with anything gay. Like the phrase "that's so gay" was very much a thing. Oh my like, god, oh, it sure like, was. And I like, I'll admit, like I use that phrase to describe negative things, also. But that was like, yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say I'm a product of my time and place, but I was a product of my time and place. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew from a very young age that. M- my sexuality was not like heteronormative i knew from indirect conversations or like indirect lessons my interactions with people that homosexuality was not okay and i grew up very homophobic very um very anti gay And I mean, that's I wasn't necessarily a religious person, but that's just like the attitudes towards um, LGBTQ folks at the time. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't even, it wasn't legal to marry folks Mm -hmm. of the same gender pre-2008 or whatever. And that's a very recent thing in our history. Mm -hmm. So there are so many people who have grown up during that time, and elders included, who are carrying with them many years and generations of homophobia, internalized homophobia. And when I came out, I wasn't ready to come out. Um, It was interesting because I had a friend slash a person I was seeing, a guy I was seeing stay at the house and my parents would be like, is he gay? Like just very like matter of fact, but also like in a tone that was like, um, sort of miss like, it mm, wasn't mm-hmm. okay. Like, I have friends who were, who I was friends with at the time, but who were in the closet, so I wasn't really quite sure if they were gay as well, but like, anytime I would bring someone home to meet the family, they would be, my parents would be like, is, are they gay? Is he gay? But still, again, in that tone of like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure my parents would disagree, but that's how I received it. Mm-hmm. Um And then, this person that I was seeing, um, Like, my dad came to me one day and asked me straight up, like, what is your relationship with this person? Um, And in that moment, I was, like, shocked and upset and scared um, because, like, I knew that my parents knew, but it was sort of an unsaid thing that we were dating or that mm-hmm. we were together, we were an item, and um, my, it was just so weird for me to hear that question come out of my dad's mouth, um, and like the world stopped, my legs stopped working. I fell to the ground. I felt paralyzed. My body literally gave out. I was crying. I couldn't move. Oh, my God. My dad had to carry me back. Aww. We went out. We were outside on our driveway because he was like, take a walk with me. I want to ask you a question. So this was out mm-hmm. on the driveway. And then I was just like crying on my driveway. Aww. And then Aww. he had to pick me up. Um. He kind of carried me back home. I, my legs sort of were like really numb. And then... My mom was also there. I think they had a conversation. They were like, we're going to ask Dustin if he's gay. So my, they like had worked it out, I'm sure. But my mom was like waiting at the front door. She peeked her head out. And then I started crying again because I saw her. Um, and then they left me outside to like deal with my feelings. And I remember saying to myself, what the fuck? Because I honestly didn't know from that point forward what my life was going to be like. Because I had been envisioning staying in the closet my entire life I had no other option I felt like I had no other option um so again I had a moment we talked about like cognitive dissonance um earlier in this conversation and I had a moment of that where I was unsure of what my reality was because Mm. my reality of like or what my vision was for the future no longer existed because my reality at the time was like, I'm never going to tell my parents like, um, I'm sorry, I'm never going to tell my family like, what my sexuality is. Um, Mm -hmm. I just didn't know from that point forward what my life is going to be like. And that is the scariest thing, not having a vision of what your future is going to be like, because Mm -hmm. everybody imagines like what their future is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a plan, especially at that age. I was like, Uh, In my early 20s, I'd say. Uh Um, And at that point, at that age, a lot of folks are like dreaming of like, what is my life going to be like? I'm an adult now, Uh right? And yeah, it was scary. I didn't know what my life was going to be. And that level of unknowing coupled with the fact that this secret of an identity that is oppressed basically like marginalized identity like this label is now like imprinted on me it's like scarlet letters st- level mm-hmm. basically uh yeah it was just scary and that's my story mm. anyway my parents are really nice now yeah I mean, they were they've always they've always been like <laughs> kind of um supportive my dad in particular is very much a supporter Like any time he has a chance to be like, yeah, I have a gay son. He's very, uh, very proud of me. So that's very nice. I'm blessed, very blessed in that sense because I know there are people in this world who are not as lucky. So even though my coming out story was very like traumatic and not the way that I would have liked it to go, the outcome was nice because folks, some people don't have accepting parents and I do.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing your story.
0: You bet. You bet. Always down to trade trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you got? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've got tons of stories. My life is full of trauma. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Just being Filipino inherently, you know? I know. Filipino in, in this country.
1: Yeah, and, and coming back to Filipinoness, it's like... You know, after reading, you know, Brown Skin, White Minds and all the things, it's like, we were, as a people, it wasn't a thing to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, you want penis? (laughs) 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 Or you want vagina and you have the same thing? Like, it wasn't a thing. It was like, oh, okay, cool. And Mm. like, also just... um aside from sexuality, like, gender identification. And I think that's something that, like, you know, I know that I, I've i recently had to relearn that, like, gender and sexuality are very independent, can be independent of each other, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I knew that, but I didn't know that, you know? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it's just like our ancestors were open. They didn't have like these like rules of like a binary and yeah. whatever. It was just love, you know? And I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. It's like how do you love yourself and accept yourself and how do you love and accept others? And I think this is the month where there's an emphasis on reflecting on that yeah and um learning about that you know i'm still learning about like how to be gender affirming and how to i don't know just like all the things i'm still learning so much
0: Well, there's a beauty in allowing yourself to feel like you're in a space of constant learning. Like, we should never feel like we know everything. I know that like, when we were younger, you probably have heard from your parents, or like folks who are listening, you have probably heard from your parents like, Oh, you think you know it all? You think you know everything. Um, And maybe so like, when we were younger, we probably thought we knew more than we did. But like, as we age and grow up we learn that there's so many things we there's so much more we don't know and i think that is very beautiful because if we continue to return to the idea that there's so many things to learn then we can become more accepting of other people and forgiving of ourselves Mm -hmm. and i want to also read something thank you to wikipedia um to reference something that you had mentioned so that folks can go and look it up But Wikipedia says this about um, LGBTQ culture in the Philippines. Uh, Prior to colonization, the Philippines was a polytheistic nation with several tribes worshiping different deities. Those mythologies included transgender gods and goddesses like Lakapati, the goddess of fertility, and Good Harvest, who was described as androgynous, intersex, or transgender goddess. So, I mean, bringing it back to like the Philippines and Filipino culture and our heritage and where we come from. Like, dude, heterosexuality was not a thing until like colonization or like in recent generations. You know what I mean?
1: You just that sentence alone, heterosexuality was not a thing. Heterosexuality (laughs) was not a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I still center heterosexuality when I talk about things, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's just because society is built that yeah. way. Heterosexuality and, like, gender binary. like
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm still unlearning that. And it's just like... Just that sentence alone, because of like our our, our conditioning is like heterosexual what was it? what was the sentence, God? I can't even heterosexuality remember.
0: Heterosexuality was not a thing.
1: Heterosexual heterosexuality was not a thing. As a norm. That is fucking mind-blowing to me. Just that sentence alone. Just mm-hmm. because it's been so centered in our in our societies and cultures across the board.
0: Yeah. Well, yet another thing that we can Practice on learning, I know it's hard, and again, like for folks who are listening who this is this is perhaps a hard episode to listen to, like mm-hmm. forgive yourself, maybe come back to this episode maybe a few weeks or months from now, and you may have a different opinion, like maybe your mind is a little bit more open,
1: yeah and and you know what and on that note,,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what I said in the beginning. Oh, I don't know. Do I want to take that back?
0: <laughs> what did you say at the I was, beginning?
1: I was saying like, if you're if you're homophobic, get away from me. Mm. Right? It's like yeah. I do want you to get get away from me because you're full of hate. But it's also like, but also I want you to come closer at the same time and relearn learn that. Everyone really is your sibling, you know, in like, you know, the not like your blood sibling, of course, but like, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Like, love people, love people, come closer so that we can love people more. But at the same time, it's like a boundary, you person who is so hateful. So, you know, it's like, I guess I, I, I don't know.
0: I think you're I think you're right in, in wanting to set those boundaries with folks who like suck your energy out of you or who are potentially violent or aggressive. I think that's totally fine and acceptable. Um, I, but I think what folks need to take away from this conversation, if they are feeling uncomfortable because they have homophobic tendencies or they're not used to having these conversations, is that's your own thing that you need to work through like if you feel that you dislike somebody because of who they are that's truly on you and you need to sit with that <laughs> yeah sit so with that think about it but know that you know i will also have grace for people if there's um a willingness to grow and demonstrated yes. growth because again like uh the story i was telling sharing with you earlier in this conversation of like i i was very much homophobic when i was a young person um and that was because of what i was exposed to at the time yeah. so yeah practice hanging out with people who are not who are not like yourself like go to a restaurant that serves food you're not comfortable with freaking like Watch a television show with with a lesbian in it, like freaking. Don't stop somebody who is having the time of their life because they're celebrating pride. You know what I mean,
1: right? Yeah. Let people
0: thrive. Let people thrive.
1: Yeah. Normalize love. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Normalize. Normalize. Normalize
1: it. love for all.
0: Normalize love for all. Um, we are about at time for this episode. I want to thank you, Crystal, for the meaty conversation and for the pro-Pride vibes that you're sharing with me per period. Always. (laughs) Always. Um, Do you have a final word as we close this episode or a final takeaway?
1: Everyone's a little gay. Everyone's a little gay. Mm -hmm. And also, let us be active in our love. Love is not a passive thing. Love means Mm -hmm. being active and it's not just – it really isn't just saying the words. It's like what does it mean to love people? If that is something that you value, which I think most people do, I think most people value love. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. And if that is you, one who values love, and this is something I too – i'm always trying to work on because i know that because love is infinite there is always something new to learn about how to love people better
0: Mm. Mm. love people better learn how to love people love people better i like that
1: yeah there's no um there's no limit so keep on learning keep on leaning into love
0: Keep me searching about this, everybody. Keep me searching.
1: What about you, boo?
0: My final word is let yourself have a good time.
1: Amen. Let yourself
0: have a good freaking time. Amen. And celebrate. Um, Well, thank you again, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Crystal, for the conversation. If you're not yet a me-searcher, be a me-searcher. Follow us at MeSearch Podcast and check us out online at MesearchPodcast.com. And
1: as always, we're going to get to the bottom of things. This is MeSearch,
0: folks. Oh, ha ha ha
1: ha 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 ha